0: Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys. Listen, you know, last week we were on the, uh, we are talking about Matthew chapter 8, and we were in the actual, they were, Jesus was actually describing, you know, how we should live our lives, and He was living the way that we, we, should, we ought to live for Him. And so, I find it very interesting, and I'm very excited because, you know, Jesus is now, you know, His divine healing is what we're looking at through this chapter of, of Matthew chapter 8. And we, as we examine the healing ministries of Jesus Christ, we find so many sicknesses and, uh, and, and basically infirmities which people had that he healed. And what's amazing is there's no doubt about, no one can deny his ability to heal and even his enemies knew that he could heal. And 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 the people around him knew that he can heal because they seen it. But we also discover that there are a number of reasons as to why our Lord Jesus healed the sick. And so it's amazing. And and it and you're amazing because God wants to use you in a powerful way. And you may be thinking how is that even possible? <laughs> Well, it is because God can do so many things in your life because he loves us. But Jesus, his healings fulfilled the prophecies of the coming Messiah. And this is what we're looking at. The four gospels tells us that Jesus, his supernatural healing power and how he healed people because he's God, but he did it to fulfill the biblical prophecies that Matthew records that Jesus took. It says, the infirmities of the people and the fulfillment of the Old Testament. And basically, the predictions is in Matthew 8, 16, where it says that evening many people with demons in them were brought to Jesus and at, and and with only a word, he forced out the evil spirits and healed everyone who, who was sick. So God's promise came true, believers. And just as you know the prophet Isaiah said, he healed our diseases and made us well. These healings and miracles of Jesus, Jesus fulfilled the following prophecies, even in the Old Testament, even in the Book of Isaiah, and it says this. And then we'll pray. Surely, He took our pain, He took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered Him pun uh, punished by God, stricken by Him and afflicted. Father, we come before You. We thank You for the radical healing that you, you, You've done, Lord, and what you, you still do. And so, Lord, we. We thank you for your time, Lord, we ask that you bless this sermon. In your name, Jesus, amen. Listen, welcome back to Growing in His Word, man. (laughs) Another Sunday, another day, and Matthew's recording another instance when Jesus Christ fulfilled a prophecy by Isaiah, and it goes on in this book. But one purpose of Jesus' healing and miracles was the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecy. So he was giving the Hebrews a chance to say, look, and still does give them a chance to say, look, I am the Mashiach. I am the Messiah. The halacha is not, you know, we can't totally live by the halacha. The, this is the of the, the, the law. And we can live under my grace, Jesus is saying. He's saying, look, I'm going to do miracles so that people can know that their sins were forgiven. And so he performed healing miracles so that people could know that their sins were forgiven. And we read about this. It's in Matthew, and, and it's and it's, it's even in Mark. And listen, believers, and we'll get on with this. I promise. This is a great intro. But I want to it says this. But I want to. I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, "I tell you, get up, take your mat, your, your your mat, and go home." Now listen to this. He got up, took his mat, and walked out in full view of them all. This really amazed everyone, and they praised God. So God got glorified, and then saying, we have never seen anything like this, Mark chapter two, verse 10. This is the reason why God showed John the Baptist that he was the promised Messiah. It's here, listen. God also chooses not to heal people, and it says that too. I I I, I know this because the Bible says that. But we have to understand as believers, that Christ loves us and he has a plan for us. So as we study Matthew chapter 8, let's look at the miracles that Christ has done, not only in our lives today, but around, around us and what he wants to continue to do in us. We have to know that he has control over every trial and every tribulation in our life. Amen? Amen. And so, welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys. Last week we were in the book of Matthew, chapter eight, and we uh, we see a, a radical cleansing of of what Jesus is doing. Man, it's it's so radical. He, you know, he's he he healed Peter's mother in law. You know, he walked up and he healed her, and he touched her, and he healed her, and she started serving him, and that was amazing. And we talked about that, and then we talked about how the demons were casted into the swine, and but we talked about. How Jesus calmed the sea. He calmed the trials in our life. Listen, believers, he calmed the, the sea when, when, when the sea was raging. And he was sleeping in the boat when the problems were arising. And so many times we have problems that arise in our own life, even in my life, and we panic. We're like Peter and we, we sit there and we say, "Help, what are we going to do? What am I going to do about this?" Or what am I going to do about that?" I mean, when I used to work in a hospital, I used to work in the ER and I worked, and I would take patients to their to their you know clinics, and it was amazing and so there was a time where I had a guy he was sick in a wheelchair, and it 's amazing because his father brought him from Mexico, and they, they were coming for a cancer treatment in the brain and This is going to sound crazy, okay? Um, I'm probably going to get a million emails about this, but it happened. And I'm pushing him to the x-ray room. And he's 17. The father's in his 50s. Father doesn't speak English. His son speaks, you know, good English. And I had asked him, Uh, you know because it was a praying it was a Christian hospital and i had I had asked him if he would like to pray and i I prayed over him and mightily in the name of Jesus and I prayed over him and I anointed his head with the with, with the love of God and the and the holy spirit and he began to tear up and say thank you and I took him to the x-ray and they you know they were going to do surgery the following three or four days later. It's amazing because, as I as I brought him to the X ray, it's nuclear science, and I brought him to the nuclear science, or nuclear X ray. I don't know what it, well how they call it or whatever it is, but it's it's nuclear science. Brought him back down there. I get a pager on my thing, and it's my boss, and he's like, "Hey, I need to talk to you." This was hours later, almost at the end of the day. He said, "Hey, did you?" Pray over this kid and his father. And I said, Yeah. And he said, Well, you know, the doctors want to see you. And I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> what are they? Oh, man, I'm in trouble now, man. I'm really in trouble, man. I'm praying over people. And I go down there, and the doctors are like baffled because the tumor is gone. Now, there was a woman that was watching with a child, with a teenage girl who was. Sick also. I worked in the cancer ward with children. Younger than 17 and or whatever. And amazingly, they, you know, she was watching this. So they brought him back down to the x-ray thing. They had told me they brought him down to the x-ray table. And I asked the kid, the kid said, I asked the kid, do you want to be healed? And the kid said, yeah. And I with faith in Jesus Christ, prayed over this kid. Put my hand on his head and boom. I know it sounds crazy. I know you're probably gonna email me and say, you're nuts, you don't, I, don't, I don't believe you, but believe me. That tumor was gone, okay? The doctors said it's gone. I never, ever, ever, I ne- and they were baffled and they redid the x-ray, redid the x-ray and it was gone. Now the father came to me, and I speak Spanish, I understand Spanish, and he was in tears and he hugged me, and I I said, what are you doing? And he said, I never believed in Jesus Christ. In fact, when you were praying over my son, I wanted to strangle you, because I knew that he was gonna die of cancer. And I didn't believe that Jesus Christ could heal my son. And he was in tears and he said, and today I want to believe, and I am gonna believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. And I said, do you want to receive him right now? And he said, si, senor. And I said, then let's go. And I prayed over him and he received the gospel. This woman, I had no idea, was watching me by the elevators while this was taking place. And the doctors were like tearing up. I was even tearing up, it was amazing. Something I'll never forget. And as this patient was watching, when everyone left, she came to me. Like, if I was the miracle man and was in tears in the elevator saying, please, please heal my daughter. Heal pray for my daughter. And I said, woman, I, I, I didn't heal her. It was God. God chooses who he wants to heal and who he doesn't want to heal. And there's reasons why He heals people, but he uses physicians with MD degrees and surgeons. He can use a doctor. He could strike a scalpel in their hand, cut it out, fix you, and you're healed. Or he could do it through prayer. But it's not up to us. It's up to him. And the reason why he did it that day was, I believe, to show that man that he is real. And you know what, believers? God is real. And I'm telling you, he loves you. And if he wants to heal you, he'll heal you. So now after the uh, verse 27, chapter 8, so the men marveled saying, how can this be that even the winds in the sea obey him? <laughs> Last week we talked about that. And he said, well, in verse 28, when he had come to the other side, to the country of the Ger- of the." Uh, Gerasenes, now listen to this, the, the, the country of, these, of the Gerasenes, they're the village of uh, Kursa, not like a curse, but Kursa. near. this is near the eastern shore of the Sea of Galilee. <laughs> it's about 30 miles southeast of the Sea of Galilee. <clears throat> Excuse me, I used to cook fish there. I love to cook my fish there. I love to set up my, my, my <clears throat> fish and my shawarma and my... A lot of you guys out there who's tasted my food and my, my, my hummus, <laughs> Woo, it's the best hummus out there, man. Listen, so this is the radical part where Christ is just chilling, man. He's there and, and all of a sudden, man, you know, there is where, where, where they met him with two demon-possessed men, okay, in, in the gyroscene, right? And that's where that's where he met him, two demon-possessed men, and they were coming out of the tombs exceedingly fierce so that no one could pass that way. And suddenly they cried out, saying, What have we to do with you, Jesus? You son of God, have you come here to torment us before the time? Now listen to this, and I, we'll get into that. Now, good way, off from them there was a herd of many swine feeding. And so verse 31 says, So the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, Permit us to go into the herd of the swine. And when he said to, when he said to them, go. So when they had come out, they went, they went into the herd of the swine. And suddenly the whole herd of the swine ran violently down the steep place into the sea and perished into the water. Okay, now listen to this. Then those who kept them fled, and they went away into the city and told everything, including what had happened to the demon demon possessed men. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to depart from their region. Okay, they didn't want him there. Man, these these were herds, you know, the sheep, the pigs, they were raising pigs, they were raising sheep, they were raising animals, goats. I know because I used to cook over there and and lived over there. And so the sheep owners and the herders were like, man, this guy's destroying our cattle. I mean, he's throwing demons in them and they're dying. (laughs) So I think, though, if the guy asked Jesus to restore his pigs, he probably would have. So we got to understand, man, that no matter what pigs come into our life, diseases, diseases, Pigs meaning problems, demons, issues. Um, we gotta surrender them to Jesus, man. And don't worry about tomorrow. We gotta move on and let the Holy Spirit work in us. And, and you know, Jesus healed to show the world that he can forgive you of your sins. And it's important, believers. I want you to not- notate that because we... As believers, we always fall into that trap. And there's always a purpose for Jesus' healing. And he didn't heal everyone because you know we find that. Everyone who needed to be healed, you know, a lot of people were not healed because that's what I was telling you earlier. But listen to this, believers, and 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 we're gonna go into chapter nine now because it's it's radical. We I told you last week I'd hit on this, and it's 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 lovely, and so. You know, Jesus left that town, uh-huh, you see, without healing everybody in Capernaum, okay? And he did. So it's radical, man. I'm just so, I'm honestly, I'm so excited because I've seen so many miracles of of Jesus throughout the years. And I, I wrote them down because I knew I would come across this day where, you know, I would I would see the work of, of God and 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 see the, the 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 radical message that He's He's given. It's freedom, you know. It's freedom. We don't have to be trapped by the law. We don't have to be. We're free. Listen, you guys out there, if you're struggling right now with 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 sin, and you're free. God has freed you. You don't got to do a million Hail Marys and and you just ask Jesus to forgive you and be done with it. And, and you're finished. It's grace. But don't use this grace as a crutch because you know that's not good either. But and because faith, faith is is of is, you know, Jesus forgives us, you know, of our sins, but faith is the number one thing he wants us to have. Listen to this, you're gonna be blessed. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 1 says, So he got into a boat and he crossed over and came to his own city. Uh-oh. Remember that. Even Jesus wasn't recognized as, as, you know, the Messiah in his own town. Remember that? He said that, can anyone, can anything good come out of, you know, his city? And so, uh, basically, uh, what I'm trying to say is, is they didn't believe him because he grew up there. You know, it's, it's like a, they knew him, like, personally. And so, he gets into the boat. He crossed over and came to his own city. Then behold they brought to him a paralytic a paralytic lying on a bed. Now remember when Jesus saw their faith he said to the paralytic son be of good cheer your sins are forgiven you, okay? Now he talked about his sins because a lot of the times in the Hebrew culture they believed that if your family was born with a Deformity or a handicap, they would actually say that you sinned against the Messiah, the Messiah, and that you're, you were cursed and your family bloodline was cursed. And so, what Jesus did was he did this to show at that time, at that given time, for that paralytic man in the wheelchair, basically, that. His forefathers did not sin against him and that was not true. And so therefore, he healed them to show the tribes that I am Jesus Christ, I am the Messiah and I will heal who I wanna heal and there is no curse on the Jews. There is no curse on the Hebrews. There is no curse in the lineage. I have come and fulfilled the law and it's my love. And believers, listen to me. Because you'll see people on TV take donations to heal people in wheelchairs. You might be a, 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 a person that's handicapped now and, and God loves you the same as he loves us. There's no difference, man. He loves you equally. I have, uh, you know, issues in my own health and God loves me the same. Listen, I, have, I had cancer and God healed me. But I still have it, but comes back and I go at it again and we go at it. It's a loving relationship that we have. (laughs) It doesn't mean that God doesn't like me, but believers, you need to understand that the TV set is really not your friend when it comes to these false pastors up there who want to take money and they do the holy roll and push you down. Oh, you don't have faith, that's why you're not healed. This is garbage. Jesus said it's garbage. He healed one time to show that lineage that he is the Messiah and that you're not cursed. And so we go on to verse three where he says, you know, because he says right here before in verse two, it says, son, be be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. And at one and and listen to this, and at at once, some of the scribes said within themselves, the man blasphemes. You see, here we go. Here we go. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, see, he knows our thoughts and And he said, why do you think evil in your hearts? Isn't that radical? I mean, can you imagine that? I mean, he knows our thoughts. That's like so scary if you're like trying to come across God. It's like so funny. It's like, it's like a Jedi move. You know, it's like, boom. And so he says, verse five, for which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say arise and walk. You see, but when you may know, but that you may know the Son of Man has power on the earth to forgive sins. Ooh, right there, to forgive sins, to to forgive sins. He wasn't saying, "Give me twenty five bucks and you are going to get out of the chair now." He didn't say, "Oh, you 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 faithless man, that's why you are sitting in a wheelchair at home watching this show." No, no. He's saying. Then he says, he says to the paralytic. Arise, take up your bed and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. (laughs) He's showing these Pharisees, bro, straight out. He's like, (laughs) he's showing these scribes and everybody straight out, man. He's like, (laughs) there goes the curse, bro. (laughs) And that's what it was, man. Um, And when the multitude saw it, they marveled like, wow, and they glorified God. What did they do? They glorified God, not the TV show. Who, who, they glorified God who had given such power. And basically, that is the message, dude. It's real simple. <laughs> Quit, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Quit praying on people's emotions. It's sad. It's disgusting. And people are really hurting out there. I was one of them. There are so many And they don't need no one to make false promises that they're gonna be okay as long as they send a donation. And that's why Jesus did that. He wanted to show the world that I'm the one that has gotten rid of that curse. Your sins, he said, did you see that? Your sins, your sins. He didn't say your legs. He didn't say your legs. He didn't say your your car crash when you got hit by whatever, or you got, he didn't say your spine. He said, your sins are forgiven. Go, get up, walk, and go to your house. That's crazy. That's radical. That's insane. That's so, I mean, it gives me goosebumps because Jesus Christ can forgive our sins. What's better to be forgiven, our sins, or to walk? I'd rather have my sins forgiven so I don't burn in hell. Jesus, thank you for what you've done for me. Listen, believers out there, understand that the science is where it's at. What Jesus Christ has used doctors to create science that is so radical. (laughs) It's because of college science doctors, engineers, who are now doing miracles with healings. Not some dude on the TV set that wants a donation from you. Listen, believers, I can't stress it enough because I get a lot of emails. But once again, like the hospital, Jesus Christ can heal and he can heal. He can heal he can choose not to heal. And it's not our reason to say, Oh God, you don't want to heal me. Oh, and we can't get angry at God like that. It's not his fault that he chose that. He's choosing here. He's choosing. He's choosing to heal and choosing to do things because the love of the, the love that he has for us is greater than the acts of the miracle. What does that mean? It means that, and we're almost done we're going to wrap it up. It means that God loves you so much. Listen to this, and he, that he's died on the cross, Gee, he sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for your sins. And that's the power of the message is the cross. And what we do with God's cross, what we what we've done with his freedom because he loves us. Listen. They laughed and marveled. Not like laughing, they marveled. They glorified God and they said they said, "Wow." He, this guy's got power. And as Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man named Matthew. And now he was sitting at at, at the tax office. (laughs) And he said to them, follow me. So he arose and he followed him. And so Jesus Christ, and we're going to look at this. We're going to look at this. Verse 10 of chapter 9, it says, Now it happened as Jesus sat at the table of the house, that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard that, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician. Okay? But those who are sick, but go... And learn and learn what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I did not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. Jesus Christ wants us to love, be forgiven, he called us to he wants us to repent of our sins and move on in life and not and not sit in our past and that's what is radical about this chapter. I've learned this in my own life that we we must stay the course and not let the past. Rob us of our future. Because Satan will bring up the past, steer it up so that your future will be robbed, and that he could get you isolated, keep you on an island of isolation. He won't want to go with people, sit with people, go to church. He won't, you know, fellowship. It just goes on and on and on and on. And he wants to isolate you, Satan does, so that you can be suffering without Christ. And then that's it. You're done. Listen, believers get out there. Start start going to church. Get your friends, start meeting with people, and keep loving the Lord. Father, we come before you in your name, Jesus. We ask that you for, forgive us all of our sins, Lord, and we pray that you bless us this time today, Father, and we thank you for growing in his word. We love you, Lord Jesus, and uh, we just pray for the world. We pray for the, 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 the non-believers, and we pray for people that are listening to this right now, even on the radio, that they They understand that Jesus is in love with them and that they don't have to worry anymore. They just need to come to the cross and say, I'm done. I'm done with my old ways, my old behavior. I want to come to you, Father. I want to give my life to you. If this is uh, Lord Jesus, we love you, Father. If this is what they want, Lord, give it to them, Father. We ask this in your name, Father. Amen. Listen, God bless you. And next week, listen, man, I'm excited because, you know, we're going to talk more about the disciples and how they ate with the sinners and how... Life is restored, and how how this, how the disciples, you know, they're not they're not going to fast, and how they're going to, you know, they're going to get things going, man. They're going to start about, they're going to start watching the real healings, and, and how speech is restored, and how the sight's going to be restored, and how the twelve apostles are going to be instructed to get out there and be about its business. Listen, I'm excited, man. <laughs> I know I can keep going, but we're running out of time. And, God bless you guys, man. I'm I'm very, very excited about next week. Um, We're going to move on. We're going to finish this book. We're going to move on. Press on. In the name of Jesus, God bless you guys, man. Thank you for growing in his word.